yesterday about taking charge of your future. Picking up this morning where we left off, uh, turn with me in your Bibles, if you would please, to Hebrews chapter 11. Once again, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible, so it may perhaps take a little longer to get through each verse, uh, depending on what translation you have there. Father, we adore your holy name, Lord. You are the one who has brought us out of Egypt. You are the one who has set us free. Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, you have given us new life, and we praise you and thank you for it now. Open our eyes to see, Lord. Open our eyes, spiritual eyes, to understand, to receive an impartation this morning from your word. And we ask it, giving you the praise and glory. We ask for the anointing, God, to flow from the depths of your spirit to our spirit and out to the people that they would hear and receive your mighty word in Jesus' name. And everybody would say, Amen and Amen. You can take charge of your future. Now, at the very beginning of this message today, let me begin by saying, I'm not talking about you being in control of your life. That's not going to work, okay? I mentioned to you, the scripture that says, Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It's not that we are in control of our futures and our lives and, and what we are and what we do and what we say and, and all of this. We submit control of this vessel to God. And God will work mighty wonders and miracles through us. If we are submitted to him, that's tremendously important. This is not a loaded gun that you can just take out and start shooting scattershot uh, in your life. You must submit to God. You must submit your will to God, your mind, your emotions, your body. You must be obedient to God. If God is going to be able to trust you with the kind of power that we're talking about here. Because I definitely believe for the mature child of God, you can take charge of your future. You can be all that God has called you to be. Can you say amen? You can rise above this world system and all of its problems and difficulties. You're going to have some trials, you're going to have some problems, and you're going to have some difficulties. But thanks be to God, He always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. We are more than conquerors. Now in order to be more than a conqueror, you first must be a conqueror. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we see that God has a very clear purpose in His mind for His people. We are one of His anointed ones. And now what we're endeavoring to do this morning to wrap this little series up is to push ourselves. Now, there's some things we're going to have to get up and get moving in 
before we will receive the reality of this, pushing ourselves to lay hold of all that God has in store for us. We need to take charge of our futures. We don't just approach life haphazardly. Que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. That's not God's way. And I want to tell you something. In the spiritual sense, and when it comes to the Word of God, Forrest Gump's mama was wrong. Life is not like a box of chocolates where you never know what you are going to get. God has a plan and a purpose for your future. God has a future for you for good, for peace, for prosperity, for victory, for success. Lay hold of it, child of God. In the name of Jesus. Well, have you got to Hebrews 11? Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for. Being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith is perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Praise God. First of all, I want you to notice that faith carries with it in the midst, right in the midst of the trials of life, a calm assurance, confidently trusting in God. God is... If you'll look over in Hebrews 11, 6, just a moment. <clears throat> if the King James says it, without faith it is impossible to please God, he that comes to God must believe that God is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God is who he said he is. God will do what He said He would do. God will be to you what He said He would be to you for your life, your tomorrow, your future. He's also in the business of restoring us in such a way, and we're going to get into this in a couple minutes, that we can completely walk free of our past, hallelujah, until we only see the hope, the inner image, the vision that God has placed on the inside of us. Not looking to the left or to the right, but straight ahead, face like flint, marching toward the vision. And every now and again, I like to remind the devil, Devil, you can't stop the vision. I said, Devil, you can't stop the vision. Because God put it in there, and God is who He said he is. Amen. Faith carries a calm assurance about it. It's the confirmation and the title deed of the things that we hope for. Now, if your hope is built on the Word of God, I mean, this takes a little work. It takes effort. God has no truck for lazy Christians. You need to go to God, pray in the Spirit, search the Scriptures, Lay your life as a sacrifice before Him and find out what His plan is for your life. And when you do that, He's saying here, 
but you have the title deed to that. Oh, hallelujah. Did you catch the import of that? When you go to God and you receive His Word for you, now, His Word for you, I'm not talking about things that people dream up in their own mind and call it God. Never forget that God is the king of his kingdom. God has a way that he does things. If you're violating the way that God does things in his kingdom, you are a rebel. If you are a rebel, you cannot walk in sonship authority in the kingdom of God. That's what God intended for us to walk in. But so many times we don't go to God and get his plan. We are all the time asking God to bless us, bless our plans, bless our dreams, bless our futures. Now listen, catch what I'm about to say. It's very important. Go to God, find out what the dream is. Find out what the plan is for your life. Find out what your future is in the heart of God. It's already blessed. Hallelujah. It's already anointed of God. Amen. It's already blessed, hallelujah, because God is who He said He is. And we read in that scripture yesterday that God has only peaceful thoughts about us. Hey, He's not going to hurt you. He wants our good. He wants to take us and lead us by His Spirit into His very best for our lives. Amen? That is a full-time job that the Holy Spirit has for each one of us. It's to lead and guide us into all the truth, taking us into God's best for our life that God has in His heart right now, ready to impart it to you as you reach out to God heart-to-heart. -heart. I'm talking about a heart-to-heart -heart communication between you and God. And God is a revealer. Amen? He wants to reveal that to us. But it's got to be heart to heart. And we can't go before God all the time with our minds so cluttered and confused with the things of the world that we can't really hear God. We can't really take charge of our future because we're thinking about the present all the time. We're thinking about the past all the time. We're thinking on the level of the world and the way that the world thinks. Instead of the way the Word of God thinks. God's the king of His kingdom and He has a way in which He does things and it's always the best way. It's not just a good way. It's not just one of many ways. It is the best way for you to, re to be have your future revealed to you and to walk in all of the fullness of it is to obey God. Amen. Faith is the assurance the confirmation, the title deed. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. The title deed. Faith says, okay, I have received hope from a promise in the Word of God. For whatever area of my life we may be talking about. I went to the Word. God hath spoken. The Bible says God commanded and it stood fast. Hallelujah. I went to the Word. 
hope, an inner image of hope was planted down on the inside of me by the Word of God. I see it now. Okay? Faith is, faith says, Lynn, you have ownership of that promise. Now. Glory to God. Remember the first, um, the first word here in Hebrews 11, what? Now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I'm telling you, listen at it. Now faith is. You could turn that right around and do no violence to the word faith is now. If faith isn't now, it isn't faith. Amen. And what Hebrews 11.1 1 is telling us is that re we right now have title deed ownership to the promises of God for our lives. Being the proof of things we do not see. I might not see my future at this moment. God will reveal it to me, but at this moment I might not see it. I might not see how God is ever going to get that $1,500 to me. We need $1,500 in this ministry for a particular project that God has called us to do. And I know, I am fully persuaded, I am assured that if He has called me to do it, He has the money out there, He has called someone to send that money, supply that need so that we can get the job done in His anointing and in His timing. And I am assured of that. Hallelujah. But I might not see how it's coming. But faith is my title deed to it. Glory to God. Why? Heart to heart. It comes from the heart of God to my heart. Being the proof of things that we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Now, notice what's in the brackets here in the Amplified. Faith, perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Alright? I want to talk to you just briefly about fact and truth. And there's a big difference between the two. Fact and truth. It might be a fact that there are alarming symptoms in your body right now. Symptoms that Satan has placed there. The first thing you need to understand where this is concerned is that God is not the author of sickness and disease. Okay, Satan is the one who steals, kills, and destroys. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life, that you might have a future, praise God, and have it more abundantly. So Satan is the one who has brought these symptoms to you. That is fact. Those symptoms exist. When you live by faith, you do not deny the existence of the problem. The problems are real. The symptoms are real. Sickness is real. Poverty is real. Why do you think we're spending so much time and energy coming against that in the spirit of Jesus? It's real. That's fact. However, the word of God is truth. Glory to his name. Glory to... 
The Word of God is truth, and it says, by His stripes, we were healed. Truth is always higher, it's a higher law than fact. Did, did you get a hold of that? The facts might say you don't have the money. The Word of God says, if you are a tither, if you are a giver, my God shall supply all your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus, by the Anointed One and His anointing. That's truth. And truth is a higher law that overrides fact. You can use truth to change facts. Glory to God. You cannot change truth. You cannot change truth. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Notice that faith is the title deed of things we hope for. Therefore, faith says, oh, faith says this, the hope of receiving the promises in God's Word is actually mine now. There's truth. I possess it. I have the title deed of ownership. By faith, listen to me, child of God, by faith, you and I can possess the plan for our futures and cause it to grow in our hearts. Amen? Faith is, a f your future is in your heart right now. Now, faith is. Faith is now. Your future is in your heart now. Glory to Jesus. When you begin to catch a hold of this, this will completely in totality change the way you view life. I want to tell you God did not call you and me to be losers. He didn't call us to be graceful in defeat. He, he did not call us to be the cast out ones. He did not call us to be the sick. He did not call us to be the broke. He didn't call us to live lives filled with despair. He called us for victory. Now we're going to go through the valley of those things. We're going to go through the, the temptations and the trials and the tests. But if it was not possible for us to stand in faith, then the book of Ephesians chapter 6 never would have told us after having done all to stand, stand firm, therefore. God's not going to give us a commandment that we cannot fulfill. Amen. It is possible to walk in faith, trusting in Jesus, victorious through every circumstance and trial of life. Amen. That's what His blood, the blood of Jesus, paid for, for you and for me. Glory to God. We have a bright future in the Lamb of God. God knew about our future before the foundation of the world. Before we were born, He called us for whatever we were to accomplish in this earth. Amen? Now I want to...
as we begin to wrap up this little mini-series, praise God for the blessed time we've had together, taking charge of our futures, amen? Taking charge, I'm telling you, in 1996, the body of Christ will march into Satan's camp, take back everything the devil stole him, knock him in the head, and walk by faith, winning souls and building up the kingdom of God. Why? Because we have a called, God-ordained future in our hearts right now. We walk by faith and not by sight. The just shall live by faith. We're not going to die. We're not going to be defeated. We don't have to live our lives being deceived by the devil. At the same time, we're the only ones that can stop it. By taking the Word of God and lodging it deeply into our hearts. And when you respond to your life, respond not from your head. Are you following me? When a circumstance or a situation arises in your life, don't respond to that from your head. Dear God, respond from your heart. That's where your future is. That's where the Word of God is. Down in your heart, in your inner man. Respond to your life from your heart. And you will walk in victory. At the beginning of this year, I mean just right, <laughs> the first day of 1996, God had been speaking to me the entire month of December 95 to draw aside from all of the duties of the ministry and all of the preaching and teaching and visiting and all of this and spend time with him, hang out with him. He wanted to impart some things into my spirit. And, and he said that to begin to do this the first of this month, okay? Immediately, Satan came. Okay, now I received God's word from him. Draw aside, seek me, I want to impart uh, some new things into your spirit. I want you to meditate on them. I want you to study them out. Receive a revelation from my spirit, said the Lord to me. And so I began to be obedient to that. I spent the entire month of December basically in prayer. I, uh, I started out the first day, January 1, New Year's Day, 1996. The devil immediately began to put symptoms of sickness on me. I mean, they were tremendously strenuous. I was feeling bad, okay, but I never, you know, this is, this is something that means a lot to me because I was raised in a very negative background, a negative uh, attitude about life. And I, I, it's, it's, it's nobody's fault necessarily, but listen, it takes its toll on you. I'm 32 years old. And I have a lot of work to do, praise God. He's brought me a long ways, hallelujah, into changing the way that I look at things and the way that I see things. Now, the only power that can change the way we see things and look at things is the power of the Word of God. And the devil put them symptoms on me the very first day of this year, and I did not say it with my mouth. I did not start saying, oh, I'm sick. Oh, I don't feel well. I, I believe I'm going to be sick. And I stood on God's promise that said I was healed. I've got a job to do. God has called me to go get along with Him and worship Him and, 
and pray and seek His face. Hallelujah. That's my job. I've got to get my job done. God called me to do it. I'm not going to lay in the bed. I'm not going to let Satan steal the word deposit that God had dropped into my heart. God deposited His words in my heart. Satan came to steal them by making me sick. I stood on the Word of God, walked right out of that sickness. Not one uh, half hour did I spend in bed being sick, glory to His name, and the biggest, uh, most awesome revelation that I have ever received from God, I got on January 2nd, glory to His name. It takes some aggressive determination. No matter what Satan throws my way, I will obey God. Now faith is. Your future is not in God's hands alone. Amen? Your future is also affected by your choice to embrace His will, embrace it, cling to it, hold to it, pushing everything else aside, embrace God's will and God's word. Now, there's three, actually there's four, okay? The Lord spoke to me this morning and added something here to my list. Four important steps to help you rise up and take charge of your future. Let's look at them, please. Turn with me to the book of James. And we're going to start there. This step, of course, this is not a formula. These are things that you must do according to God's Word to help propel you into your future. To, to equip you, to prepare you to walk with God. In these last days, the warfare is going to intensify. Satan is not in sympathy with who we are. He hates us. In the last days, the battle is going to intensify and increase just, just as the glory of God is going to increase. Hallelujah. So is the trouble. The miracles are going to increase. The signs and wonders are going to increase. The finances in the body of Christ are going to increase. But so is the persecution and the trouble. Because Satan knows he only has a short time left. And these are four steps that we have to begin to develop within us in order to take charge of our futures in God in these last days. And the first one is be a doer of the Word. James 1.22, it says this. I'm reading from the Amplified. James 1.22 But be doers of the Word. Do the Word. Obey the message. Mm. there's that obedience again God you were doing alright till you started talking about obedience again but be doers of the word obey the message and not merely listeners to it there's coming an hour in the body of Christ where spectator Christians that sit in the pew and cheer the general they're through. They're over. Amen? And God is going to hold you responsible for having spiritual power in your own life. 
He doesn't want us to be merely listeners to the message. He wants us to be doers of the Word, obeying the message, actively participating in the Gospel. What is the Gospel? The Gospel is good news, and the book of Romans chapter 1 tells us it is the power of God. Be an active participant in the power of God. That's your future. Hallelujah. It is available to you now. You make the decision now. It's available now. Amen? You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait till you get perfect. You don't have to wait till every sin is gone. Now, be putting away sin. Amen? But God uses us where we are. Get in. Get active. Participate in the gospel. Now, be a doer of the word. Obedient to the message not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. What a powerful scripture. Powerful word. The word of God is saying, do not betray yourself. Do not betray yourself into deception. Let's read that again. But be doers of the word, obey the message, and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. You can literally betray your future. You can sabotage your life if you don't take charge and be obedient to the word of God. Satan will deceive you if you will not take charge and be obedient to the Word of God. Do not reason contrary to the truth. What does that mean? Well, I know the Bible says that, but I think it's this way. Now listen, <laughs> you're deceived. And I told you a while ago, this is truth. It's higher. It's a higher law than all fact. So step number one, or one thing that we have to begin to master in our lives is to be a doer of the word, okay? Step number two, you must break ties with your past. Sadly, for many people, the past is filled with pain and disappointment. Others are living with Memories of broken relationships. Memories of abuse. Memories of unresolved conflict in their life. And this tears and eats a person up. You must break ties with it. Get it under the blood. Hallelujah. It's time for you to stop being chained to your past. And the Spirit of God has come to unshackle you, hallelujah, and propel you into your future. Listen to this. In, in Isaiah 10, 27, it says, It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder. Glory to God. And his yoke from off your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Hallelujah. 
The Spirit of God has come to set us free from our negative, unresolved, inactive pasts and propel us into our future. Now let's read in the book of Philippians chapter 3 and let's read uh, from verse 13. I do not consider, brethren, that I have captured and, and made it my own yet, but one thing I do, it is my one aspiration. I like the way the Living Bible says this. I'm bringing all of my energies to bear on this thing. Forgetting what lies behind, straining, oh, hallelujah, straining forward to what lies ahead. Even though, oftentimes, you can't see it with the physical eye. But you're straining to get there in the Word. You're, you're laboring in the Gospel. You're praying in the Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost, forgetting what lies behind. Not only the bad things that happened to us in the past, but we must also forget yesterday's anointings and victories. Not forget them to the point that we don't learn anything from them, but we can't live on last year's revelation. Amen? God is speaking today. We cannot live on the victory that we won last week. We've got to have a victory today. And it's available. Faith is now. Amen? So we need to put that past in its proper perspective and strain, laboring in the Holy Spirit to what lies ahead. And it's a beautiful future that God has planned for you from His heart. Amen. And the third thing that we must focus on. Well, the Holy Spirit says to just, just spend a little more uh, time there. I want to read that again from Isaiah chapter 10, 27. It should come to pass in that day that the devil's burden, this is a Paxton's paraphrase, will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from off your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. And it's the Holy Spirit that's, that's speaking to me now saying, I desire to lift the burdens from off my people. Hallelujah. God doesn't want us burdened down, weighted down, with unresolved conflicts and sin. He wants to lift those burdens, hallelujah, from off of us, setting us free, propelling us into tomorrow with an anointing of the Holy Spirit, enabling us to serve Him today, walking in light of His Word. He wants you free. That yoke of bondage to be destroyed. Not broken. Some, some translations read broken. But if it's broke, you can fix it. But the Holy Spirit don't break it. It's not fixable. When that, when that burden and that yoke is removed from you, it is demolished. It is destroyed by the power of the Holy Ghost. We need more of that in our churches today. We need some churches that are alive and on fire for God. And stirred up in the gifts of the Spirit. Amen. Breaking people's yokes and setting them free by the power of God. Today, today, 
is the day to break ties with your past and be free. It's a prophetic word. Be free to pursue God's plan for your future. And the one thing that each of us in that area need to do is to decide right now, once and for all, to have that past settled by the Word of God, take the liberty that He's given us by the Spirit, and walk into His fullness for our lives. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Your Word is good. The third step, you must... Focus on the hope that is before you. We, we read earlier how that hope comes from God's Word. God gives you a promise that builds up your hope. He sets a hope before you and you can take hold of that. How? By faith. Faith is that which gives substance to hope. Faith is the assurance of the things we hope for. Faith is the evidence, the proof of things we don't see as yet. Faith is title deed of ownership to the promise of God, laying hold, focusing on the hope that is before you. You will always be carried by God to the point of your focus. You remember I told you how that at the very first day of this year, Satan tried to put those symptoms of sickness on me. And I had heard a clear call of God. I, I never knew anything in my life like I knew what God wanted me to do at that moment because it was so clear to me what God wanted from me to draw aside to Him, to seek Him. He wanted to impart some things into my spirit in the early days uh, of 1996. And we're still doing that, praise God, because we're not very far into this month and God is moving in such a mighty way. But I had my focus on what God's Word to me was. And all kinds of problems can come up between you and your focus. But the power of God will always propel you through those problems to the point of your focus. And listen now, what you focus on is where your power stops. Think of it. What you focus on is where your power stops. If you want to get from here to the dream, you've got to focus on the dream and you will walk right through, walk right over the problems that Satan tries to put up between you and the dream, glory to God, if you'll focus on the promise. Amen. Focus on the hope that is set before you. Your power stops at the point of your focus. And the Holy Spirit of God will always propel you to your focus. Focusing on the hope that is set before you. Let's look at Hebrews 10.23. And it says this, So let us seize. I like that word. What are you going to do with the promise of God today? Seize it. What are you going to do with those God-given opportunities today? Seize them. Hallelujah. So let us seize and hold fast. Clutch to them, baby. Amen. 
Let us seize and hold fast and retain. Keep them. Keep them. Without wavering. The hope we cherish. And confess, and our acknowledgement of it, for he who promised is reliable. God is reliable. God is reliable. God is reliable. He is sure and faithful to his word. Praise be to Jesus. He is faithful. Oh, even when I'm not faithful, he is faithful. Oh, even when Satan tries to cause me all types of problems, I don't need to be alarmed and run off on the deep end somewhere because God is faithful. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Can you say amen? Now let's look at another verse of Scripture and we'll see a little more. In Hebrews 6.19 it says this. This hope, what hope? The hope that's set before us, the hope that comes from God's word, God's promise. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul. It'll anchor your mind, your will, and your emotions. Sometime, if the Lord is willing, God gave me a powerful revelation of this a while back, of how that we shouldn't be led and controlled in our life by our emotions, by our, by our will, other than the will that's conformed to God's will, or by our, by our, uh, our minds, except it be the renewed mind. We need to walk and function totally out of the spirit realm from the Word of God. But an anchor, this hope, the hope that we have received from God's promise, from God's Word, this hope, the godly hope that we have, is an anchor for our mind, an anchor for our will, and an anchor for our emotions. Amen. Emotionally, I'm going to tell you something. I am not falling all to pieces. I know it's a lot of people in the world that are, and I'm not speaking uh, critically of them, but I'm not going to fall to pieces. I have a sure word of prophecy from God. I'm going to seize that word, hold fast to it, because He who promised is reliable and faithful, and He will keep His word. Amen. So our hope will anchor our souls. One of the major tactics that Satan uses against Christians is to put up distractions. He uses distractions to take a person's focus from the hope of the Word and the promise of God. When you avoid those distractions, my friend, you're going to be on target with what God wants for you to enable you to take charge of your future. Hallelujah. Taking charge of our future. And finally, the fourth thing that we have to master in these days in, the, in our lives, to begin to take charge of our future, we must press in. We must press in to see the plan of God become reality. The Apostle Paul said, I press toward the goal for the prize, Philippians 3.14.
Paul knew that he had been apprehended by God for a reason. So have you. So have you. God has a plan for your life, a purpose for your life. He has a future for you, a good future, an awesome future, a great future. Hey, glory to God. You'll find it in His Word. You'll find it in His Spirit. Amen. Push yourself. Make a quality decision this morning. I want all that God has for me, I will not be denied. If I can see it in His Word, if I know that I know that I know that I know, I won't be denied. I won't be robbed by the devil of my future. I'm taking charge of my future in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I'm taking charge of it in Jesus' name. And the anointing to do that comes to us. If we're in Christ, we're anointed to take charge of our future in God. He wants to reveal it. Amen. Discipline yourself. Discipline yourself to read the Word. Discipline yourself to listen to tapes. Discipline yourself to study. I don't mean just 10, 15, 20 minutes a day. I mean give God a tithe of your time once in a while. Amen. Two and one half hours is a tithe of your time. You can do it. Come on, man. You can do it. Seize this opportunity to take hold, take charge of your future in God. Seize the opportunity. Seize the hope. Seize the promises of God. Amen. Put some quality time into it. Make a decision. Push yourself. Discipline yourself. Demand of yourself a fresh commitment to God today. Hallelujah. And with that commitment always comes His blessing. With that commitment will always come as anointing. Let me leave you with just a few words and then I'm going to pray for you, okay? Oh, hallelujah. Demand of yourself a commitment to the will of God beyond what others might demand. Now listen. Many, many times I tell my kids, I don't want you to do just what you have to do. Just what's expected of you. I want you to do a little more. If you see something that needs to be done, do it. Why? To bless me. Because if you'll bless me as, as dad, then you'll be blessed. Amen? But... Christians that are all the time just doing just what they have to do, they don't go very far with God. Oh, they make it to heaven. But they go through hell getting there. But you take a person that is committed to the will of God beyond what others may or may not expect of them, and they will do uh, with a fervent passion for God they will seek Him with all of their heart, seeking Him constantly, committed to pleasing Him. 
That's the child of God that will excel in these last days. That is the child of God that will take charge of their future and be something for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? We want to be something for God. We don't want to be spectators. We don't want to be cheerleaders. We want God to use us. Amen? We want Jesus to use us. Amen? But it starts with a commitment on our part. It may take some real change for us to begin to see the kind of results that we are hungry for in this last day's move of God. But it's going to be worth our effort. Amen? It might take some toil and some sweat and some grind and, and we're going to have obstacles along the way. Keep focusing on the hope that's set before us. Amen? And it will be worth the effort. We will see the power of God. Amen? Don't hesitate any longer, child of God. Let that change begin in you today. Take God at His word. Put it in your heart. He will change your future today. He will, he will give you a better life. He will increase the quality of your life today in Jesus' name. But you need to make that firm commitment Come hell or demons or high water, I will commit my life to God. I will surrender my life to God. I will lay my life on the altar of sacrifice to God and I will go God's way. Amen. Make that quality decision. Do it now in Jesus' name and He will loose you. He will set you free. He will release you in the spirit of liberty. Hallelujah. And you will see battles won that you never dreamed. You never thought you had enough strength to win some of the battles that you're going, that you are destined. Listen, you are destined for victory. And you never thought it possible. Praise be to God. Amen. Taking charge of your future. Be a doer of the word. Break those ties with your past that hold you down. Focus on the hope that is before you and press in to see the plan of God become reality. Father, in Jesus' name, we're so happy today. Oh, We worship you, Jesus, for the power that you've entrusted to us for the love that you've bestowed upon us, God, to love the brethren, Father, to help us all to grow up into Christ into all things. Father, we're thankful. And we praise your name today, Lord. I ask that you take these few words that we have spoken, drive them to the hearts of the people. Father, we need you. We need you if we're going to see our future to be all that you intended it to be. God, I love you today. I love you today. And I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that they might receive a revelation of you in a fresh, new, and exciting way today, Lord. In Jesus' name, everybody would say amen and amen. Praise God. I hope, I hope that in the short time we've had, we've been able to be accurate, very accurate with this message. I know it's accurate, praise God. It's the Word of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I'd like for you to write to us. 